Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, if you love Jesus, you can be seated. If not, stand up so I know who you are. Well, that never works. <laughs> Hallelujah. I am so excited to be with you guys, and I, I'm glad to be at a church that preaches back at me. You know, I, I, heaven's not going to be silent. Come on now. In fact, the reason God gives you new bodies is so that you really can have church. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Someone's going to be healed today. It might as well be you. Someone's going to be delivered today. It might as well be you. Somebody's going to get a financial breakthrough today. It might as well be you. Somebody's going to get a revelation from heaven that will change their life forever. It might as well be you. You should wake up every morning and say, might as well be me. Might as well be me. God, if you're going to do it for anybody, do it for me. Come on now. Might as well be me. You know, I, I didn't come here today to have a meeting. God said, told me years ago, he said, so many people settle for a meeting when I'm offering a move of God. Hear what I'm saying? There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. And God began to speak to me, you know, about the church here. And he gave me Habakkuk 3, 2 for you that he's going to revive the work in the midst of the years. That he's about ready to breathe again, breathe again, breathe again, breathe again, breathe again. <coughs> and I'm carrying something today. See, we must. It's one thing to believe in the miracles but it's another thing to walk in the miraculous. We must believe God's power to heal is greater than the devil's power to put sickness on us. That God's power to prosper is greater than the devil's power to impoverish. That God's power to deliver is greater than the devil's power to enslave. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. We need to understand that. Come on. See, I, I, you know... We are in a different time, and I'm going to try to stretch you today if you'll let me. But 2 Kings chapter 4 will go, be going all over the place. If you'll find me, I'll just kind of quote things off the top of my head, but you can check. It's there. It's the, it's the Woody translation, though. But it's a story here about a widow woman who's about ready to lose everything. You know? And literally, she was desperate. And when the prophet came to town, she just started complaining. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have that. And you'll find out something about prophets. They don't really care about what you don't have. They're there to reveal what you do have. Because many of us, we don't think we have what we do have. So we are here to convince you that the miracle's already in the house. Everything you need is in seed form. Everything you need is in seed form. And see, what I found out about the prophet, he said, okay, what do you have? She said, I got a little oil. I got, just got a little oil. That's where the church is. I just got a little anointing. 
I just got a little bit of anointing. Just got a little bit. Just a little bit. What am I supposed to do? I got a little bit. And the prophet said, go borrow vessels. Not a few. Now, he didn't tell her how many. Because your capacity determines your flow. Your capacity determines your flow. So literally, your capacity to believe will determine the flow of the oil. Come on now. And today, your capacity determines your flow. So I want to stretch your capacity so we get into a better flow. So that's why I'm here. And I'm going to talk to you something about something that's really dear to me, and that's revival. Because, they're, they're, you know, revival is, it literally is God's will that we come alive, fully alive. He wants to breathe again into us. He wants to begin to convince us who we are. And there's a deep that calls in the deep in Psalm 42, verse 7. And that deep basically says, there's more. See, I'm satisfied, but I'm not satisfied. I'm full, but I'm not full enough. It's not that I don't have anything. It's just I don't have the fullness of the revelation of what I do have. So there's a hunger and there's a thirst that drives me deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's what, that's what revival, basically how it happens, is hunger. Because literally all revival is overflow. You get too much. You get too much. So it's not based on pro- programs, it's based on presence. So you walk, you walk to the grocery store and people get healed just because you're there. You, you know, you begin to give words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and you think you're having conversation. And their eyes are getting real big, and you don't even know why their eyes are getting real big, but you are in a flow. See, the number one call of a Christian is to drink. Some of you were used to drink a lot. But John 7, it says, anyone who's thirsty, come to me and drink. And he said, out of your belly will flow. Drink and flow. Drink and flow. Drink and flow. Drink and flow. So I want you to drink today so you can flow today. Come on now. If you're not willing to drink, you're not going to get in the flow. So you got to begin to drink and flow. Come on. Come on. Drink and flow. Just get so full, you don't have to know how to preach. You don't need it. You don't have to. You don't have to go to the cemetery. You don't have to. All you got to do is get so full of God. Yeah. The overflow hits people. See, Acts 1.8 says you shall receive power. And what, you know, what God began to show me is the church has settled for tongues. But the promise was power. Now, thank God for tongues. I thank God I speak in tongues more than y'all. I am grateful for praying in tongues. But I, I know a lot of tongue talkers that have no power. I know a lot of people that are charismatic, full gospel, but don't have the power. 
And the promise was the power. And Jesus said, see to it that you don't even leave until you're clothed with power from on high. See to it you don't try to do this thing in the flesh. See to it. Come on. And Apostle Paul said, I've heard about these preachers. Now, I'm, a, I'm not going to examine their words. I'm just going to see if they have any power. For the kingdom of God's not a mere word. It's in power. See, I'm so tired of powerless meetings. I don't want to talk miracles. I want to walk it. You know? These signs will follow them that believe, so you can tell if you're believing if something's following you. Don't tell me you're believing and nothing's following you. Don't tell me that. You know, I don't want to hear about your words. I want to hear about your power. I want to see almighty God. See, Paul said, I didn't come with the enticing words of men's wisdom. I came with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. So that your faith would not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. You know, I've learned that revival, all it is, is literally God showing up. I mean, manifestly. Manifesting his presence. Every time the kingdom comes, miracles happen. See, you know, God told me this would be a year of breakthrough. All the breakthrough is is the kingdom manifesting. Every time you're, you know, all of a sudden you go from poverty to prosperity, that's kingdom. We go from sickness to health, that's kingdom. Come on. That just means the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. It's restoring things back to the original plan. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, revival is not locked up in the heavens waiting for enough desperate cries and persistent prayers to pull it down. Revival's in you. Revival is in you. See, in Luke 17, when the Pharisees asked Jesus, when will the kingdom come? And he said, he basically said, dumb question. You know, you can ask God one question, he'll answer another. Because he knows the question you should have asked. Come on now. So they said, when is the kingdom coming? And Jesus said, the kingdom doesn't come with outward observation in Luke 17, 20. He said, you should have asked me, where is the kingdom? Not when. For the kingdom is within you. For the kingdom is within you. So you already have everything you need. You're already carrying the next move of God. You already have everything you... If you have Jesus, you got it all. You have it all. You know, you have it all. And that's why you pray that your eyes will be open. That's why we need the Holy Ghost to show us the things freely given to us that are already ours. Come on. See, I've learned that the more revelation we flow and the more authority we have and the more ground we take. It just makes sense. See, revival is not merely an event, a church service, a conference, or a special gathering. Revival is a fresh wind from heaven. 
Revival is when the devil comes in, all of a sudden God begins to flood like a flood, like a flood, like a flood. It's something out of control. Revival's out of your control. Literally, it's under heaven's control. You, t- you take God out. You let him, in a sense, you put him in the box. Because it, what you permit will be permitted. What you forbid will be forbidden. But once you take the box, will you take the lid out? God said, just give me an opportunity to show you how big I am. Show me an opportunity. And many of you today, God wants to get you out. He wants to get you out of the box you built for him. Because you're locked up. You think you think you put God, you know, you put God in the box and he can only do this. And he said, no, you by saying that, you put yourself in the box. We're going to blow up the box. See, revival's not simply a season of heightened spiritual activity. It's a massive outpouring. God pours out his spirit upon all flesh. It's the glory of God in manifestation. If you believe, you'll see the glory. So I'm believing today we're going to have miracles. We don't have signs and wonders. We have people coming out here. They, they, they may have been chained up when they came in, but they're going to come. They're going, they're going to be so free, it's ridiculous. They're, they're all of a sudden, you, you, you may have come in and, and, and you didn't, you've lost your confidence, but you're going to get back. You're going to get your roar back. You're going to get your little strut back. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Where all of a sudden, hey, 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 hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm back. I'm back. Watch out, devil. There's a new sheriff in town. Oh, See, I, if we ever, I mean, er, you, know, you know what I'm saying. It's, it's in you, man. It's in you. See, revival is not even a time of visitation and then back to business as normal. True revival causes transformation that changes everything and ends in reformation. Revival is meant to, to redefine business as normal. See, when revival hits, business as normal comes to a higher level. And you never have to return. You never have to return. You never have to return. See, God wants to take you to the next level. He wants to take you. He wants to take you. He wants to take you. He says, I'll take you there. Just grab hold of me. I'm going to take you there. Yes, sir. I'm going bre- to bre- break the chains of mental enslavement that have kept you. Kept you locked up because you believed a lie. I'm here to reveal I am the truth. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm here to show you the truth. Not just the truth about me, but the truth about you. Come on. Not just the truth about me, but the truth about the new you. The new improved you. Come on. You were a mess, now you're a message. You know. 
You are now a message. You're a walking message of what God can do. Because you woke up one day and realized there's a better way. See, I'm here to wreck you. I am literally here to wreck you. I, I remember, you know, years ago, I had a, I was ministering in a church in Georgia, and a seven-year-old boy came up, and I saw him, and God gave me a prophetic word and said, you, you, you have over a million souls in you. You're going to preach the gospel in every continent in the, United, you know, in the world. And I said, you have over a million souls. And, 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 and I watched him weep and, under the anointing of God. Well, 20 years later, you know, on my Facebook account, I get a message, and it's from the dad of this little boy. He's no longer a little boy. He said, do you remember? I said, I've, no, I've given thousands of words since then. He said, you prophesied over my son. He said, it wrecked him for anything else. Totally ruined him from anything else. He said from that moment on, his life was totally changed, totally rocked. And he showed me a a video, and I played it on my thing, and it was him preaching in front front of 150,000 Pakistanians. And And he said, you know, you said he had over a million souls. He said, he's been preaching now for about 10 years, and he's reached over 3 million so far. And I keep thinking, I had I, I, you know, another person come up to me and, you know, just recently, and, and he's about ready to become a medical doctor, and he said, I'm becoming a doctor because of you. I said, really? He said, I always wanted to be a teacher. But he said, I came to a meeting. He said, I was a senior in high school. You prayed for me. Power of God hit me. As I was laid out, I saw myself with a doctor's robe on. And he said, that's interesting. And he said, he, he, said, he, he was he's testing it out. So he took some physiology and anatomy classes. And he fell in love with it. But see, I believe revelation wrecks us. Revelation wrecks us. See, you know, in Isaiah 6, when Isaiah came, King Uzziah died, came into the temple. The glory of God showed up. And he said, I'm ruined. I'm wrecked. And he said, one of the things I know is i got to change my speech now. Because I'm a... I have unclean lips. I'm in the midst of a people of unclean lips. So then there was a cleansing of the tongue. Because honestly, you can never, ever, ever go beyond your mouth. You can never, never, ever, ever. No, never talk where you don't want to end up. Never talk where you don't want to end up. Because your tongue is a rudder. Your tongue is a rudder. It's a literally ties to hold you. Don't talk poverty if you want prosperity. Don't talk sickness if you want health. Don't talk defeat if you want victory. Don't you don't ever talk where you don't want to end up. 
See, when I, when I, you know, when I was raising my son, we wouldn't, let, we wouldn't even let him use the word can't. You know, that was like a four-letter word that other four-letter words. And we just basically say, you know, that, you know, that, that is a very strict punishment. Don't use it. Said, son, there are things you don't do. There's nothing you can't do. Because I don't want you, I don't want you trained in can't. I want you trained in can do. Come on now. You can do all things through Christ. You can do all things through Christ. We taught him there was no box, so he's always been lived outside of it. So he's able to see things other people can't see. And see, you know, when he was seven years old, he got wrecked by God. Watching a video of starving kids in Africa. And he began to weep uncontrollably. My son's a genius, and, and you know, I, he's not emotional. So I knew this was a God thing. I'll never forget that day because he went back to, to, to his bedroom, picked up his piggy bank, which is his life savings, took it back in the living room and said, Daddy, this is what I'm giving. What are you giving to help them? <laughs> so that, that was an expensive day. <laughs> but when he picked up the piggy bank, this is what God spoke to him. He said, Daddy, I heard these words. God said, now I can trust you. He said, I've given you a billion-dollar brain. And he said, you're going to build me an orphanage in every country in the world. You know, my son would walk around the house. I got a billion-dollar brain. I got a billion-dollar brain. That's when he was seven. He would say it constantly for the next 13 years, 14 years. His first billion-dollar idea came when he was 21 years old. $1.9 billion in sales. His, you know, this last year, his team at Google, that, which he, you know, he's part of, did $333 billion worth of profits. He, he, said, he said, Daddy, I'm so bored with Billion. I am so bored with Billion. He said, I'm asking God, say Trillion. Just say it. Just say it. I, du I double dare you to say Trillion. He said, I won't say it until God says it. But if God says it, I won't stop saying it until I have it. The problem is, many of you, God has said something to you, and maybe you said it once. But you didn't stop saying it. You, you stopped on it. You stopped the motion. You stopped the motion. And now you got to get your mouth back in motion. Come on now. What did God say? What did he say? What did God say? Can God lie? No. And the deal is still on. I don't care how much you messed up. The deal is still on. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The deal is still on. I promised it to you. It's still yours. I know you were going to take some side trails, but still, still yours. 
come on. See, revival at its very core is dynamic demonstration of New Testament Christianity. The works Jesus did, we should do also. When you understand that, you always want to do what you see him doing. You know, it's like Peter saw Jesus walking on the water. Now, you got to understand, there are 11 other guys in the boat. This is, what my, this is what God told me. He said, you know, most Christians are boat huggers. They're boat huggers. Jesus is walking on the water. And he's saying, you know, you know how Peter is. He, he tried to quote unquote trick Jesus. He said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. What was he going to say? Not me. But you're going to understand something. Jesus didn't say, come, Peter. He just said, come. Everyone could have walked. Everyone could have walked. I bet he was watching to see who'd get out of the boat. But they're boat huggers. You know? Some of you have been hugging that boat too long. Step on out. Step on out. You, you don't know what you can do. You start stepping out on faith. All of a sudden, you huh? Uh-huh. Didn't know I could do that. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Get on out there. Get on out there. There's a great adventure going on. Get on out there. It's kingdom life is out there. See, true revival is without hype. It's without pollution. It's without compromise. True revival is your flesh being covered. God pours out his spirit upon all flesh. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. The Holy Ghost will come on you, turn you into another man. That's right. Come on you. See, that people don't need to see you at your best. They need to see the anointing. But when you're covered, then God shows up mightily. When you don't care if they see you. In fact, you get to a place you don't want them to see you. Because they know, you know, if they see you apart from him, you're inferior. But if they see him, everything changes. You know, does this make sense? See, Jesus Christ is trying to, you know, he's being unveiled and revealed by his spirit to his people. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he reveals himself so we are changed from glory to glory. He pours out his spirit on the house of Israel in Ezekiel 39, 29, so we can see his face. He keeps trying to reveal himself. Why? Because you're made to be like him. So he reveals himself to introduce you to you. So in order for you to find yourself, you actually have to see him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
See, many people are trying to find themselves. No, 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 no. Find the one. Find the one. See, the only one who's allowed to define you is the one who designed you. You know, don't let anyone else tell you who you are. They don't know you. They don't know you. There's only one you. You're unique. So don't you die a cheap copy. See, when revival hits, you have a divine visitation of God's manifest presence that produces a sustained habitation of his glory. See, you know, Isaiah 4, verse 4 and 5 says he wants to actually put his glory or over us like a canopy. You can actually walk in the glory of God 24-7. Walk in his glory. Where people don't, they, you know, but see, revival changes business as normal. And I'll be honest, revival confronts old wineskins. That's what it does. See, one of the greatest dangers to the next move of God is the last move of God. I love Isaiah 43, verse 15. It talks about how he splits the Red Sea. Then it goes on to say, now I just, I told you that? Forget it. <laughs> Recall not the former things. He just told him a former thing. But he said, I don't want you to remember what I did. I want you to remember who did it. Because honestly, God does not want you to embrace the move of God. He wants you to embrace the God of the move. Because if you embrace the God of the move, you'll never miss a move of God. You'll always be current. But if you, you embrace the move of God, you'll be in the past when God's doing something new. See, when, when, you know, when he talks about Isaiah 43, you know, the problem is he split the Red Sea. Well, the water was the problem. But he said, now I'm going to do a new thing. Because now lack of water is your problem. So I'm going to call water to go in the wilderness. I'm going to cause it to flow in the wilderness. Do you hear what I'm saying? See, old wineskins, they can't, they can't flow. They can't flow. They can't flow. They dictate to God. They dictate to God. God, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do that. He said, hey. I, I'm waiting for you to loosen up. But if you don't loosen up, there's still going to be a fresh move of God. And it's going to destroy you. It, it's meant to bless you, but it's going to destroy you. You know, God's doing a fresh thing. See, your revival compels you to be hungrier than your history. Takes you past, takes you beyond your past into your future. You know, my son, my son, where he is, he's in one of the, they, they would say it many times, it was the unreached people group in America. He's in Silicon Valley. It's, you know, very liberal. Very uh, anti-God, there's a lot. And, you know, but his pastor didn't realize that. <laughs> it's 
So five years ago, he moved from Australia and started a church there. And today, they have 2,500 young people. They, they have been averaging 30 first-time decisions for Christ a week from people from Silicon Valley. That's been going on for over a year now. They started five churches in five years. They're, they're his particular campus has 2,500. They just started another five churches last Sunday. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know. Pastor said, you know, you know, he actually preached a message last week when they started the five churches based on, uh, I believe it's Rhoda in the Bible. When, you know, she was a woman when, they, when Peter knocked at the door and they'd been in prayer. And she got so excited when she saw Peter, she didn't even open the door. She went back and said, Peter's here. And the disciples who were praying, quote, unquote, in faith, said, you're out of your mind. So he preached a message, you're out of your mind. He said, when he told, he said, you know, people think we're out of our mind. And he said, in many ways, we are. Because honestly, you got to get into his mind. And many times we're limited because we're in our mind. Come on now. Do you hear what I'm saying? So we, we begin to dictate what can be done. But when you get into his mind, there's no limits. See, God wants you to take the limits off. Don't tell me it can't happen. Don't tell me it's too late. See, revival is a continuous river of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. Revival, I, I get tired of people praying for revival. I get really tired of it. Revival was released on the day of Pentecost. You know, Ezekiel 47 became real on the day of Pentecost. Where literally the river would flow out of the temple. We now are the temple and out of our belly should flow rivers of living water. Everywhere the river goes, there's life. Everywhere the river goes, there's life. Do you hear what I'm saying? We don't have to pray for an outpouring. We got it. You know, when you're praying, you know, I, I don't even believe in praying for rain. I'm praying, I'm praying for more. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an orphan begging for bread. I'm a child seated at the table and said, Daddy, that was good. Can I have more? Can I have more? Can I have more? I want a double portion. I want a double portion. I want a double portion. Yeah. And many times, you know, I'm, honestly, I, I know how God does it. He has, he has plenty. But, you know, there are gluttons for God. I mean, I used to be at my table, and I'd see one of my siblings not eating. And I'd ask them. I'd say, hey, hey, can I have their portion? Can I have their portion? It's scriptural. God says that he that has, more will be given. To him that has not, even what he has. If you don't like it, I'll give it to somebody who wants it. I hear people all the time, I don't believe, I don't believe in prosperity. I say, Lord, I can have theirs. <laughs> I may be driving your car.
You know what I'm saying? You, you, you didn't want it? I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm going to get persecuted anyway. I might as well be blessed. Come on. See, all this stuff is normal, supernatural Christianity. The works he does, we do also. If you believe, you'll see the glory of God. I don't know about you. I'm ready for this stuff, man. I'm ready for it. I was just in a meeting in Pennsylvania. It was so neat because this big biker, he's a big man. You know, four years ago, he carried a lady in there because there's no ramp, and she was wheelchair-bound. She's in fourth stage of cancer. He's a rough old guy, but he just carried her in. Literally dropped her at the altar. Literally dropped her. <laughs> said, she needs a miracle. I said, well, she's at the right place. So, we, we, you know, we prayed for her, and she walked out. You know, she's been healed ever since. So I came back this week, and, and I hadn't seen him in four years, and he come back, and he's carrying another biker friend of his in. Drops him at the altar, just like that. A lot bigger boy. He said, he needs a miracle. I said, he's in the right place. Now, you know, he was able to walk, so I, I mean, eventually... He was able to walk out, so I'm, just, I'm waiting to hear. I know something hit him. I just want to see if he received it. You know, I, I usually don't find out. You know, I, I have suspicions. I know I did my part. You know, I, I don't know if the connection was made. I won't know that for a while sometimes, but I'm so grateful that God still does miracles. I'm grateful that, you know, if Jesus stopped healing, he would be the great I was, not the great I am. Come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> A lot of the churches should be singing the great I was. Because <laughs> they, they act like he is not anymore. So you're going to get that. I usually can offend everybody before it's over, but, you know. See, revival is every Christ follower walking in the fullness of the Holy Spirit's power. Yeah. Revival involves entire households, cities, and regions being shaken by an overwhelming awareness of the manifest presence of God. See, we're, we're called. Both us and our household shall be saved. I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone. I mean, once you got saved, man, you know, you, know, you should be saying the rest of my family. The rest of my family. I won't let any of them go to hell. Won't let any of them. Not one, not one, not one. Nobody. And we're called to disciple cultures. You know, there shouldn't be awareness of God because this church is in the area. It should reflect in everything, 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 everything. I can always tell when, when, when really revival's breaking out, the culture changes. Even the people that don't believe will actually take some of the God thing into their culture. And they, they will, they will, they will because they see it working. They may not want the God, but they do want the success. 
See, we're, we're called that way. We're called that way. We're not, we're not called to do our little thing in the corner. We're not called to fit in. We're called to take over. We're not, we're not called to just, just back away. You're called to be the head, not the tail. You know, life looks better from the head. Life smells better from the head. I mean, if life stinks for you, maybe you should ask God to flip you. You got the wrong side up. <laughs> it's the truth. It is the truth. You know, God's the glory and the lifter of your head. He wants to get you focused. In fact, revival for all intensive purposes is not God's perfect will for his people. It's not. It's a divine remedy to bring us back to heaven's perfect will. Repent. Return. Times are refreshing from the presence of God. Just repent. Get back. Get back. Rethink it. Get, change your thinking. He said, I'm going to bring you back. Some of you had a setback, took a step back. God's planned your comeback. That's why you're here today. You know, you got to understand that. God's calling people back to himself. You know, even when Peter was messed up, I mean, right before he messed up, Jesus said, you're going to mess with me. You're going to deny me three times. And he said, Peter, I'm praying for you. And you would think he prayed they wouldn't deny him. He said, no, no, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. I pray that your faith will not fail. He said, I already told you your actions will. You're going to deny me. But I'm telling you, even though you denied me, the faith is still intact. So I'm praying your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith. When you kind of wake up, you wake up, you wake up, you get right back, you get back up because your faith is still there. That, that's, how, that's how you pray for prodigals. That's how you pray for prodigals. They already have the seed of faith in them. They already have it in them. They don't need... To come back, they need to wake up. The faith, the faith is in them. And there comes a day when all of a sudden their eyes get open and they're back. And what did he say, Peter, when you return, strengthen your brethren. He said, not only are you going to return, but you're going to return in the power of God. And you're going to end up strengthening your brethren. You're not coming back second class. This just makes sense. See, revival sounds every siren throughout the hallways of hell serving nose to a defeated Satan that an activated, empowered, and anointed body of Christ is returning to God's original blueprints. A kingdom people who operate in purity and power that will turn the world upside down. I'm not... 
I'm not here to be nice. I'm here. I mean, if I can get you near the river, I'm going to throw you in. I'm, I'm not, I, you know, I, I know if you get in, you'll be fine. I know if you get in, you'll be fine. I, you don't even, I, I know sometimes you're thinking so much about it. I know you want to. I know you want to. So I'll just give you a little push. It's the way it is. So revival makes Matthew 6 a reality. Let kingdom come. Starts with our father. Everything goes back to who's your daddy. But thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. See, it didn't give any parameters on that. We're the ones who build the boxes. We're the ones that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Heaven on earth, heaven on earth, heaven on earth. Come on. This is just an amazing thing. See, God's already told me. He said, every time I see a sick person, I've got to pray. Why? Because there's no sickness in heaven. My job is to bring heaven to earth. Every time I see poverty, I pray. Because there's no lack in heaven. Every time I see depression, I pray because there's no depression in heaven. This makes sense. So revival reminds Christ followers of the keys of the kingdom authority they already have. See, we're always asking God, open the door, open this door, open that door. He said, I wish I could, but I don't have the keys. I already gave you the keys you need to open every door. And the keys you need to lock every door. So when he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Well, you, you understand something. It's already bound in heaven. So we bind on earth what's already been bound in heaven. We loose on earth what's already been loosed in heaven. That's what brings heaven to earth. That's what the agreement is. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, trying, we're not trying to be disagreeable. We're actually trying to get into agreement. I, I want to see you blessed. I want to see the anointing of God all over your life. I, I, I want to see you wrecked for everything else but God's will. I want to see the glory of God. See, the community of God is not waiting for revival. Revival is waiting for the community of God. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Something's about ready to explode. I'm here to tell you, every, everyone, God's already said yes to every promise. He's waiting for an intercessor to say amen. amen. Somebody on earth, amen, amen, amen. You know, every promise, God wants to prosper, amen. amen. He always leads me in triumph, amen. amen. I always win. Amen. Come on. He works all things together for my good. Amen. Come on. And you start getting that amen going, that amen corner. God said, hey, I'm just looking for agreement. I'm looking for somebody that will say yes. Yes. You know, that don't, you know the problem is many people, they, see, they hear God's promises. They don't say yes or no. They say, I'm not sure. See, some of you, your problem is your filter. 
Many of you, your filter it needs to be cleaned. Because you hear the promise of God and you filter it through your experience. You filter it through your, your family history. You filter it according to the environment you're living in. And before you know it, you're not hearing what God's saying because your filter is not allowing you to hear. Come on now. So God's trying to clean your filter because literally your perspective it literally is the foundation of your perception. So it literally, if your perspective is wrong, then you cannot perceive what God's doing. And if you cannot perceive what God's doing, you cannot receive it. So literally, God today wants to clean the filter out. Come on. So I've been praying that way with me. I said, God, I, I, I know that in some areas of my life, I need my filter cleaned. I absolutely need my filter cleaned. I've, I've, I've taken it to this level. And yet your level's here, my level's here, and my filter is kind of clogged up. So I'm actually clogging up the revelation of heaven. Come on now. So I need my filter clean. Clean my filter, God. It just makes sense. See, revival waits for the one who stops praying, rend the heavens, and instead starts praying and, act, and living as though heaven has opened a branch office on earth. Call the kingdom. See, Jesus said, it's to your advantage. I go away. It's to your advantage. Why? Because, you know, when Jesus said that, we didn't have his DNA yet. We didn't have his DNA. But when the Holy Ghost came in us, when Jesus came in us, and the Holy Spirit began to, you know, begin to move, and, and the Spirit of Jesus is, is in us, now we have the capacity to do everything Jesus did. And even greater works. See, God, is, God says, I'm preparing you for the greater, the greater, the greater. He said, many times we've settled for the lesser. But God's trying to stretch us. See, the let. Last day's revival began at the day of Pentecost. I want you to understand that. Last day's revival started at the day of Pentecost. The day of Pentecost was a shift. It was the shift. It was the shift. It was the shift. I mean, honestly, until the day of Pentecost, we were still in the Old Covenant. But when the day of Pentecost came, we, we became the church. The gates of hell cannot prevail against us. Because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. I asked God, I said, God, why aren't we seeing revival? He said, because we ask God to do what he's already done. And we ask him to send what he's already sent. He's already done it. He already sent it. Now when we ask for rain again, we're asking for increase. We're not asking like it's a dry season. It's not. It's been raining since Pentecost. It's been raining since Pentecost. It's been raining since Pentecost. You know, we haven't been believing, but it's been raining. 
Come on. I always say it's, it's, not, it's not a cry for less. It's a cry for more. And tonight, today, you know what God wants to do? He wants to explode in your lives. He wants you to experience more, 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 more. Some of you, honestly, he wants to bring you back so he can take you forward. Come on. You know, he wants to restore that which the enemy has stolen. He wants to give back sevenfold. This is a whole new season. You're at the right place at the right time. Come on. Some of you, this is your day of freedom. It's your day of liberty. See, you know, you can't walk with God and not be on fire. You can't. I get around people. I say, you know, there's no passivity with God. I don't understand people. They yell down, you know, I don't believe you should be. Well, I had one lady one time said, I think, re- my, I think religion should be a private thing. I said, if I had one like yours, it would be. But I can't. I can't help myself. I just can't. I can't. When you walk with God, you're on fire. He's a consuming fire. He's a consuming fire. You know, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me. You know, if you're losing some of your fire, it's because you may be being religious, but you haven't been walking with them. And the good news is, just get back. It's not no condemnation. Just, you know. See, what I found out is proximity and unity are not the same thing. You know, See, God wants us to have unity. He doesn't want us to just have proximity. So he begins to move us in that way. You know, he actually begins to unify us with his thoughts, his heart, his power, his glory, his life. And his life becomes our life. And then for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. So when I walk into a room, it's no longer me, but it's Christ. When I lay hands on the sick, I expect to have the same results Jesus would. You know, when I need something, I just call it. Calling things that are not. And when I call it, my angels go and get it. Just let tell them they're my servants. They're assigned to me. I cannot fulfill my purpose without them. Most people are worn out by doing it on their own. The reason you don't take advantage of your servants is you don't know you're rich. Only rich people have servants. So, so many people have a poor religion. They do. So they go, you know, oh, Jesus, if you just give me crumbs from your table. Well, it sounds like, you know, it sounds like the pet, not the child. That's the pet. You're a joint heir. You're called to rule and you're called to reign. God's for you. He's not against you. He's not withholding any good thing from you. Nothing. 
It's already yours. It's already all yours. Already all yours. All grace. All grace abounds. So you have enough for everything. And abundance. You know, doesn't sound like lack to me. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like half the preachers in the way. You know, God said, you know, he told me years ago, he said, if you would believe, you wouldn't have to beg. (laughs) If you believe, you wouldn't have to beg. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. He said, "It's it's, it's already yours. Come get it. Come boldly. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Come boldly. Whatever you need, come boldly. Whatever you need, come boldly. Come boldly. Come confidently. You know, come on. And don't let the devil tell you, you don't belong there. Last thing, and then I'm going to pray for you. Hope you're getting something. Several years ago, several years ago, my, you know, my dad law firm owned a, a floor in the Empire State Building. That's pretty expensive property. And I'll never forget going there, and, and I had just come back from a ball game. I, I remember that day because I was wearing a tank top, and that was in the days I actually could look good in it. <laughs> Where, you know, and that, and that, you know. That, that was the days I had, in, you know, I had, the, I had the perfect V instead of the inverted V, and But actually, right now, I'm, I'm actually a temple. I used to be a cathedral, but I, I'm, down, I'm down to temple level. <laughs> but I remember going up to my dad's office, and they had just hired a new security guard. And I think it was like Barney Fife or somebody. And my dad was working on, his, his law firm was working on a very high-profile case, and there were threats against everybody. So I get off the thing, and I'm dressed in this tank top. I don't look like a wealthy person's son. <laughs> and the guy, he, he, he meets me as I get off the elevator, and he said, you're not allowed here. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, you're not. I said, yes, I am. He said, no, you're not. I looked at him. He, he started getting nervous, and he actually pulled his gun out. Now, you got to understand something about me. When I get nervous, I laugh. It really has gotten me into a lot of fights. He's gotten me a lot of fights in my life. So this guy pulls the gun out, and I'm laughing at him. I'm just like, <laughs> and I shouldn't have said that. I said, Barney, <laughs> I, sh- I sure hope the bullet's in the pocket. <laughs> and he said, you got to leave. you got to leave now. I said, you don't know who I am. He said, I don't care who you are. I said, yes, you do. 
And he, he, he said, you know, you got to leave. I said, I'm going to tell you who I am. And when I tell you who I am, you're going to get me a jelly donut and a cup of coffee. Which got him even more upset, which got me laughing even more. And he said, you know, you got to go. You got to go. I said, you don't know who I am. And he says this, makes this statement. He said, I don't care if you own this place. I said, read my lips. I do. Now, you tell my dad I'm here. And he asked the most famous question there is, who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? And when I mentioned who my daddy was, he said, what type of donut do you want? Because <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know who he was messing with. And many times we may not be dressed up all real fancy. And the devil starts messing with us. And you say, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know who you're messing with. And when I tell you, when I tell you, come on. When I tell you, you you're going to go get the stuff you stole and you're going to bring it back to me. When I tell you, when I tell you. When I tell you, see, you got the name. You got the pedigree. You are called to reign in this life. And so many times, we, the, you know, that little cow-telling religious spirit. Yeah, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. You were a sinner. You were saved by grace. But now you're, you're, you're a new creation. You're a new creation. Well, I'm just human. You were. You were. You were. You were just human. But then you received. Then you received. The moment you received Jesus, you are no longer just human. You are human, but you're not just human. You got God Almighty on the inside of you. What would happen? We would actually tap into our inheritance if we actually believe we're sons. So right now we're living off our earnings and we're living poor. Well, we could live off our inheritance and live rich. So we have to make that transfer out of one system into the other. Something's about ready to break in this place now. Stand up on your feet if you need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. You need a breakthrough. Lift your hands up towards heaven. Something's break in this place. God's about ready to visit you right where you are. He's going to touch you right where you are. Revelation of sonship. Revelation. The whole earth is waiting. For the manifestation of the sons of God. Because once we know who we are, we can shake off every snake that's trying to bite us.
I ain't falling for that one anymore, devil. Something's about ready to break in this place. There's freedom in the house right now. There's liberty in the house right now. There's breakthrough in the house right now. You're about ready to be in a place you've never been before. God has taken this place. Come on. The kingdom is breaking out. Many times we need Jesus to break in in revelation form for revival to break out. He's in us, but we need a revelation so we can go from the breaking into the breaking out. You got stuff if you would release the rivers. Devils can't swim. When they're cast out, they go dry place, dry place, dry places. You want to torment the devil, release rivers. Just keep releasing water, keep releasing water, keep releasing water. That's why the enemy's afraid of the Holy Ghost. If you drink and flow, drink and flow, drink and flow, he has no place. Something's beginning to break on this end. You're seeing your breakthrough, your breakthrough, your breakthrough, your breakthrough, your breakthrough. This is your season. Hey! Some of you right now, you're catching your healing. This is, oh, there it is. That's the glory of God. Right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. You might as well get excited. If you need a healing tonight, I want to pray for you real quick. Come on up. You need a healing. Now, by his stripes, you were healed. We're not trying to get God to heal us. We're going to try and position ourselves to receive what he's already done. Positionally, you're always to healed. Possessionally, you have to possess your position. If you need a deliverance, come on up. I mean, I even ask you what you need it from. You get under the anointing, it will break that thing right off of you. When you step into the river, there's a flow, there's a flow, there's a flow, there's a flow. And everywhere that river goes, there's life. Lift your hands up towards heaven. Watch this. Come on, Holy Ghost. Lord, I take authority right now over every sickness, every disease. I don't even see a scripture where Jesus asked us to pray for the sick. He said, pray, you know, heal the sick. He said, heal them. So I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to release healing. I'm going to release healing. The prayer of faith will heal the sick. Call for the elders so they can pray the prayer of faith. Not so that they beg God. So right now we release that anointing. Right There it is. There's your miracle. I release that now. That's your healing power. That body's lining up right now with the word of God. It's not by our power. Woo! You just caught something right there. Some of you. you whoa, there it is. 
My. That's your miracle. Receive your miracle. That's your miracle. Receive your miracle. That's your miracle. See, God's already got Receive it. Receive it. There it is. You just caught something. My. My. It's not by our power. Not by our might. Oh. 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 You just caught some right there. Oh. Some of you right now, this is your time. Receive your miracle. This is your miracle. It's your time. By his stripes, you're the healed. So I'll release that now. You might as well get so excited, it's ridiculous. It's not by our power. It's not by our might. It's by the Spirit of God. He quickens. He frees. He does all that. What you can't do for yourself, he already did for you. He said, just receive it. It's a gift. Just receive it. It's a gift. Receive it. We don't earn anything. We receive it. Receive it. Receive it. You don't earn it. You just believe it. There it is. You caught something right there. One more dose. That's the presence of God just soaking on you. That's the anointing of God. Something's breaking up here. There it is. Your miracle. Your miracle. There it is. Thank you for the peace. I release that anointing now. Miracles are here right now. In the presence of God is everything you need. Not by our power. Not by our might. It's by the Spirit of God. By His Spirit. It's by the Spirit of God. The kingdom of God is in the Holy Ghost. So any time the kingdom is manifested, it's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit literally making sure that heaven invades earth. That's the power of God right there. Some of you, you're receiving. You're receiving. You're receiving. It's yours. It's yours. This is your time. I release that now. Catch your miracle. Many of you, Holy Ghost is going to touch you. Many times all we need is another touch from heaven. There it is. There's the power of God right there, right there, right there, right there. There's something about the power and the anointing of God. I release that anointing now. Not by our power. Not by our minds. It's by the Spirit of God. He's breathing all over you. You're here to receive. It's yours. It's yours. By His power. We're not even asking God to do it. God says it's done. We're just agreeing it's a done deal. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. Hope. It's already done. You know, people say, well, how do you see the miraculous? I, I see what goes on in heaven. So miracles happen in earth. See, we, I don't permit what's not permitted in heaven. 
If sickness is not permitted in heaven, I'm not going to permit it to operate on earth. Come on. There's the anointing right there, right there, right there, right there. My. It's okay. God's power. God's anointing. God's glory. There it is. One more dose. Here's the power of God right there. Hallelujah. It's already done deal. He's wild about you. So just receive your miracle. There it is. One more dose. That's the Holy Ghost touching you right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. So I've learned. One touch from heaven changes everything. It's a done deal. You just connected. You just connected. You connected to the power source. He'll light you up. Come on. There it is. Double dose. Double dose. Receive, receive. Oh. Receive, 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 receive. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you just got it. That's your miracle right there, right there, right there, right there. Oh. My. Someone's getting a miracle in their knees and their legs right now. Oh. God just freeing us up. He's just freeing us up. Not by our might, not by our power, but by the Spirit of God. I release that anointing now. It's your miracle. There it is. God's touching the bloodline right now. Especially high blood pressure and blood sugar levels. Normalizing. You might as well get excited. Because the blood of Jesus is flowing in this place. It's because of the blood of the covenant we have a right for all these things. The Holy Ghost comes on the blood that covers us. Come on. There it is. You just got a breakthrough right there, right there, right there, right there. Today is your day for miracle. Not by our power. It's not by our might. It's by the Spirit. You got it. You got a breakthrough on the way. It's yours. You're walking out of here. Today is your Strong, whole, healthy. Wealthy and wise. That's you. Come on. Ho. You hang around God. When you start seeking the healer, the healing flows. Today is your day for your A lot of times I don't even seek his hand, I just seek his face. But once I see his face, his hand begins to move. Once you realize healer is who he is, healing is what he does. So you start worshiping God for who he is, and he starts doing the thing he does. There it is. You just got your miracle. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours. 
Some of you right now, you're about ready, you're about ready to get your financial breakthrough. You're about ready to get. It's your time now. Money's on the way. God's so wild about you, it's ridiculous. Money's on the way. It's the favor of God all over you. You know why God heals you? Because you're his favorite. When you realize you're God's favorite, no good thing does he withhold. That's the most amazing thing. We're all God's favorite, but some of us know it. Might as well be me, God. It might as well be me. Might as well be me. That's what you, I see that in your spirit. Might as well be me. He loves you. He loves you. You've done it for others. It he might as well be me. It's my turn now. Oh, there it is. Oh, my. You see that? This is your season. God's bringing everything, putting everything back in line. Everything. You know, God said the deal's still on. I'm going to begin to bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you and bless you. Things you can't do for yourself, I've already done it for you. I release that anointing now. He's so for you, it's ridiculous. You just grab hold of him because there's freedom in him. You know what I'm saying? He's wild about you. You know why I can say that? I once was you. That's why I can say that. I once was you. And I just grabbed hold of God. I just grabbed hold of God. And he, you know, and I did a lot of mess ups, but he just kept getting me back up. And next thing I know, a little less mess ups. And now I'm here on the other side. But I can help you because I've been there. He's wild about you. You're awesome. Awesome. Thank you for your love. There's a freedom there. Come on. It's our time now. It's our time now. It's our time now. It's your time for your miracle. You got it. There it is. Receive right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. Miracles are in the Somebody gonna get faith explosion. You gonna get faith explosion. Miracles are in All of a sudden, God's gonna lift us to a place of faith we never knew before. Where God, this is easy for you. It's been impossible for me, but it's easy for you. So, Lord, I put that in your hands. And God's going to turn it and work it for your good. I hear God say, I have the final say in this. I release the anointing now. I have the final say in this. Come on. 
I know what man says, but I also know what God says. The man sometimes is telling a truth, but God's telling the truth. Because some truths are temporal, but when God comes on the thing, His eternal truth changes the temporal. This is your season, girl. Get your dreamer back out there. Get your dreamer about out here. You're coming to a season of dreams and visions. Downloads for heaven for an upgrade on earth. Oh. There it is. Oh, there's the. That presence is all over you. Yeah. Miracle time. Miracle time. Not natural, supernatural. Not natural, supernatural. Oh. Oh. Wow. There it is. Overflow. Overflow. There it is. Overflow. Hallelujah. Something just exploded right there, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. You, you're in it. You're in that river. It's flowing, 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 flowing. Holy Ghost coming all over you. God's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. You might as well get excited. He's showing you things early. Showing you your future. It's bright, it's bright, it's bright, it's bright, it's bright, it's bright. All we got to do is believe. That's all we got to do. How do you work the works of God? You believe. I'll release that now. How the circumstances change, we just believe. God said, if you just believe, I'll move the mountain. In fact, if you just believe, you can speak to the mountain. And I'll move it when you speak. I'll move it when you speak. I'll move it when you, there it is. I'll move it when you speak. It's not by our power. It's not by our might. There's a Holy Ghost explosion. There's a kingdom explosion. Oh. It's already ours. It's already ours. I've been calling in buildings and God said, they're already yours. I had it built for you. So now I'm just calling my stuff in. In fact, the Lord said, you need this. So he said, you can speak. The Lord needs it. Send the angels. 
lot of times Jesus would come and say, hey, the Lord needs to borrow the donkey, borrow those sorts of stuff. The Lord needs it. If God shows me it's necessary, He needs it, not me. It's easy to believe when the Lord needs it. There's an explosion going on right there, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. New level, new level, new level of explosion. That's the faith of God all over you. Watch out, girl. Watch out. Watch out. We are walking in this thing. Not by our power, not by our might. But this is a kingdom thing. It's in the Holy Ghost. It's in the, they literally, the Holy Spirit is the advantage that takes away the devil's advantage. Because the anointing destroys yokes, removes burdens. All of a sudden, we tap into the spirit power of God. Here's your, here's your miracle right there, right there, right there, right there, right there, right there. You came to receive, receive. There it is. You might as well get excited, girl. He's wild about you. You might as well get excited. I'm thrilled with what God does. I'm thrilled. He saved. All this stuff reserved for me. Reserved for me. It's in Him, but it's reserved for me. God said, hey, 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 tap into my reserve. There it is. See, God's already given us a grant. You know, a lot of my friends, they get government grants. Well, we got a grant from our government. That's right. That's right. It's a wealth grant. It's a health grant. That's right. They say, hey, it's got your name on it. Just claim right. it. It's grant. And God says, I, I grant you healing. And your blessing. I grant you healing. And your breakthrough. I just grant it to you. You don't earn it. The reason you get a grant is you couldn't pay for it. Someone else did. Come on. So he just grants it. It's God's good pleasure. He granted us the kingdom. We couldn't earn it. But it's yours, girl. And that dreamer on you is going off. There's the anointing of God all over your life. You must get so excited. Hope. Things I've showed you, I'm about ready to show you again. Because it's yours. There it is. It's yours. When God changes anything on the outside, He changes the picture on the inside. So He downloads a different picture. So we start living from the inside out until the outside looks like the inside. I remember the day I began to realize I wasn't poor anymore. The picture changed. Now my bank account didn't yet. Nothing else did but the picture. And it wasn't long before everything else changed because I embraced the picture God put on the inside. Come on. And all of a sudden, dreams begin to come true. 
and those gifts and those talents are being stirred up again and your gift will make room for you in the presence of great people you might as well get excited oh I mean God God literally I mean you, you you're like a princess to him you're a daughter of the king you're a princess and I'll guarantee you get in your daddy's lap you can get anything you want because you're her you're his princess come on God said you have not because you ask not so ask 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 how many of you got something today this season God's breathing fire's breathing The rivers are flowing, flowing out of the out of the temple, out of the temple. Taking more ground, taking more ground, taking more ground, taking more ground, taking more ground. We're out of the box. 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 For the man of God today, thank you for your touch. Thank you for what we have all received in this place today, God. Thank you that, God, the testimonies will begin to pour in. The reports will begin to come.
of the manifestation of things that have been declared and released in this place today, oh God. Thank you that a spiritual gift has been imparted to each of us today. That our faith will grow exceedingly, oh God. Thank you today in this place that God, you bring times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. And we receive that today in this place. And God, we know that we have been in the presence of Almighty God. We appreciate you. We thank you. We bless you. We honor you. God, continue to stretch us. Increase our capacity for you, for the things of the kingdom, for our purpose, our callings, our giftings, our anointings, our assignments. Let us see who we really are when we behold your face. Thank you for our identity in you. Thank you for our purpose from you. Thank you, Father, that we're defined by you and not by others, not by humanity. You're our designer. And so thank you that, God, that you have called us as your own unto yourself. And you've called us out to be used for your will and for your glory. We pray and declare blessings and favor upon Brother Woody. We pray that God of all he's poured out in ministering the word and ministering the demonstration of the spirit and power in this place, that God, you will replenish him, that you preserve him, spirit, soul, and body blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That God, he'd be every whit whole. And that God, that you surround him and hedge him in from the even attack of the enemy who would try to come and attack him and punish him for having released a word and having released us into our destiny. But God, we know that God, no weapon formed against him will prosper. And even every tongue that rises against him in judgment, we join him in condemning it right now. Thank you, Father, that you'll take him to higher heights, to new dimensions even in you, Lord. And as he travels across this country and throughout the world even, releasing your word to your people and releasing your people into the world, that God, you bless him all the more. We thank you for him. We thank you for you. We give you praise and glory and all the honor. Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Put those hands together one time and give God a great hand of praise for his word, his spirit, and for the man of God today. Come on.